Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Chooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. I really wish that sometimes we did still live stream this show because we just had a really interesting conversation about Summer Games Fest next week. But we'll try and recreate the magic at the end of the show today because we are both really excited about what we are going to see next week. I'm nodding my head enthusiastically and then realizing that this is an audio only podcast. So I have to words. Yes, we do have to words. And so the one of the key reasons that obviously we are excited about Summer Games Fest is to see new portions of Phantom Liberty and learn more about the characters that we're going to be seeing. And so we decided to take this week and talk about one of our biggest predictions, which is, of course, is that Solomon Reed is Morgan Blackhand. But we haven't talked about who Morgan is yet. Nope. We have not. You know, this is going to be really great when we're just wrong and everyone's going to laugh at us. <laughs> well, okay. That is a major possibility. It really, really is. We could have completely read wrong all of the little hints that we're reading too far into. Um, but if we're right, then hell yeah. And if we're wrong, okay, we still needed to talk about Morgan on this show because he's an integral part to cyberpunk lore. That's true. That's true. Wait. Oh, man, we should have asked Logan. Because Logan's predictions were uncanny sometimes. Mm. We're like, wait, do you think this? And if he, if he thought so, then it's probably correct. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. I don't, maybe next week. Probably not next week. But maybe. I don't think we'll get confirmation on whether or not Solomon is Morgan until we have the DLC. The It's not a DLC. What is it called? What what what's it called? Expansion pack. Holy shit! Oh, um, okay. I was like, it's a DLC. I don't know. It well because we we had a whole big discussion on uh, the different terminology that CDPR uses: expansion packs versus DLCs. Expansion packs are huge. DLCs are minor content, and so this is the Phantom Liberty expansion that you download. As content that you can play. 
<laughs> you know what? It's not my wording, not my terminology, man. I got it. Using other people's terminology with what they prefer it to be is the right thing to do. I'm I can't so argue with this. that. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that you were on the same wavelength as me on that. Oh, okay. I, I can't argue with that. I can't. I can't. It's impossible. But anyways, Jen, should we talk about the real Morgan Blackhand? The urge right. to say please stand up is so prevalent. I can't. Well, the real Morgan Blackhand, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. So Morgan, Morgan Blackhand, he's definitely an interesting character with how much he's involved in the storyline of Johnny and uh, Militech and Adam Smasher. And then he is not in 2077. Nope. So and he's kind of an enigma for the most part. Like the the lore we have on him is not a lot. Um <clears throat> funnily enough, which I guess is kind of the point. He's a mystery and he's supposed to be. Uh Morgan Blackhand is a solo uh with an anodized black chrome cyber limb arm. That is trademark. He is defined by the fact that he is a pragmatist. Blackhand is able to survive because he's street smart and is constantly looking out for his own best interest. His reputation as a top solo is partly due to the fact that he is able to capture targets alive rather than simply killing them. Basically, Blackhand is considered to be a solo solo with years of experience at ops under his belts. I, I will say, I don't like the terminology <laughs> only because... Like a solo solo makes me think of like a man's man and a man's man is usually a very toxic representation of a man. Mm, yeah. I don't I, think it applies I, the same way here, but. I really don't think that any of those descriptors work out well because a ladies man is no better. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm. We need to come up with a better terminology for the man's man and the ladies' man. But not tonight. Tonight, we are going to continue our conversation about Morgan. Now, Morgan goes for the highest bidder. He has no agenda and no aspirations to be anything more than what he is. Instead, he only takes the jobs given to him and accomplishes them however he sees fit. I don't think I've ever read a description that is so true neutral. Like if we were to put Morgan on the D&D, lawful, evil, chaotic, good scale, he is true neutral. I'd just like to say for the record that Jin just did like, like a compass kind of direction for each one of them. And, and got them realized that you correlated wrong. them to the wrong ones. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I did. The opposite of evil is lawful. Now there you go. No, uh, yeah, no. I see. It's a weird thing because, like, it is very neutral, but also, like, if you kind like, hmm, 
Because hmm. there's, I feel like there's an argument to be made for lawful neutral here because he's playing exactly by kind of the rules of like the society that he lives in. Mm, maybe. Well, okay. Maybe we need to learn a little bit more about his history and how he moved throughout like cyberpunk history to figure that one out. I'm going to stick with my true neutral. We'll see if we can, if I change mine by the end of the show. This point in, in his history, this is true neutral. I think it, very quickly becomes lawful neutral though i think depending on who he's working for yeah all right well let's talk about where he started and it all the way back in the 1980s morgan and i are similar in age Hmm. there we go now morgan blackhand was a combat veteran who served in the u.s military back in the 1980s oh I'm going to cut all that age shit because if he was serving in the military in the 80s, it means that he was already 18 in the 80s. Therefore, he was born back in the 70s. I was also waiting for you to realize that. He was a rookie, so like he was like he was born he's probably born in the 60s. I don't I don't know if there's an exact uh date of his birth, but at like this point if it was cur- like current time if he's still alive, he's like well over a hundred. So, oh, not well, not well over. He's over a hundred years old. So, yeah. So he was born before 1977 for sure, probably significantly. Yeah, <laughs> at least by probably at least by like 15 years. So now, as a rookie soldier, he once had to take the lead of his special cyber soldier unit after the commander went full cyber psycho during a mission. So, I always, like, I always never, like, I guess forget that, because, like, I guess that, like, cyberware was a thing that far back, and I'm always under the impression that it wasn't. I don't know why. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that, uh, because in the first Central American War, or the first Latin American War, as we know it now, um they had they were starting the the cyber tech and cyber soldiers so yeah i guess it was just like just the start of it but that was like up in like the 90s so but i guess they still had like some stuff going on interesting well after leaving the army blackhand felt misplaced he was a highly trained killer with a background in demolitions, and not many people wanted to hire him for a mundane desk job. Fair enough. After surviving on the streets for a few months, Morgan fortuitously ran into a notorious booster gang leader who apparently took a strong dislike to him. Morgan promptly dispatched him with such finesse that the Militech recruiter who happened to observe the scene promptly made Blackhand an offer he could not refuse. Subsequently, Morgan became a mercenary who took care of problems for the Militech Corporation. See what I mean? Very swiftly turning to lawful neutral. Yeah. Um, Which is a weird thing to say because of how unlawful corporations really are. But in the sense of the term lawful in D&D, 
that that is the correct it's weird it's a weird one right following the true spirit of the law the way that the law is supposed to be followed um it and i can see that and especially while you're serving in the military you follow orders you follow rank and file you do what you're supposed to do you're not out there really being chaotic or serving your own needs no it's all about the greater need and all about the needs of the group not the individual and then also this is really real this is a real world thing for sure because black hand feeling misplaced after being a trained killer in the military going switching back to civilian life is can be very difficult for former military members um mm-hmm. so i've seen that so good on you for putting it in your cyberpunk lore Morgan also earned his street cred by teaching many professionals all the tricks he knew and by resolving high-profile incidents, such as the attempted kidnapping of one Carrie Uridine in 2019. In this particular scenario, all five of the kidnappers were captured by Morgan alone and turned over to federal authorities. While bruised, battered, and beaten, they were still alive. Anyone could have killed them, but only someone as skilled as Blackhand could eliminate a threat and embarrass the group's sponsors at the same time. I thought that was a, a very, uh, I mean, one, yes, obviously so skilled because like to like dispatch of the five kidnappers without killing any of them. Uh, and I assume also protect Carrie because yeah. I feel like on a lot of these situations the when the kidnappers get backed into a corner it's the like the immediate response is cut and run meaning kill the hostage so yeah. um yeah uh, impressive as hell um but also sponsors so <laughs> like yeah, no, I guess Sponsors the, the, isn't like. Same. I wonder if it was somebody who was trying to take out Carrie who, for like, huh? I was, I was, I know the sponsors in terms of like the people that like funded the operation, but I, I think sponsor and I think like a public, like, 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 you know, people like YouTubers get sponsors, like, so they have to do an ad read. Like, I'm like, like, which still works in the world of cyberpunk as far as like ads being fucking everywhere. So I'm imagining like, the kidnapping videos that you see where they like film it you know they you know the fucking uh, also content warning for the description that i'm just going to give um because it is a very serious thing and is bad um but i'm talking specifically in the world of cyberpunk um but uh like you know they do the video pulling the bag off their head and like reading out like the you know we want this and then, like, having just, like, a break in the middle to, like, talk about, like, fucking oh, kibble. <laughs> like, 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 reading a kibble advert in the middle of, like, like. Oh, like, either that or want... this kidnapping brought to you by, like, 
and Lexington guns, you know? We only use Lexington here at our... <laughs> so I'm like, this is, that was the thought that I had in my brain whenever I thought sponsor, and I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> she probably just says something about me, Toasty, as an individual. And that's fine. No, I mean... I still thought of sponsors being as like the people who are paying for the kidnapping, which is kind of along. It's the exact same thing. It could be an ad sponsorship versus like a part, the individual sponsor. No, no, they definitely funding it, but I just don't, I, I don't think there was actually an ad read involved, but my brain just assumed ad read involved for some reason is dumb. Oh, I would love to take this minute right here to go to our mid-break and talk to the sponsors of this show. But we've got a little bit more to go through first. Yeah, it was, damn. <laughs> We're a little too early for that one. A little yeah. too early for the mid-break. It's all good. Yeah. Just to be funny. Uh, I blame Sam Regal. That's who I blame. Uh, Blackhand was also rated as the number one solo professional in the business by the solo of fortune annual 2020 awards so this is something i learned today that the solo awards in cyberpunk <laughs> like, it's like instead of the nobel prize it's top solos in the biz <laughs> in the united states <laughs> stuff like who are the judges is it hi i was murdered by mr black or no i guess not murdered i was beaten up by morgan blackhand i think he's the best solo out there you know so i'd like to put forth nomination for morgan blackhand <laughs> my face will never be the same again after he <laughs> like that's fucking wild um but Morgan also wrote the Enforcer's Handbook with over 1 million copies audited by 2020. The entire solo profession was improved by its release. So, is there solo he wrote school? a book. Can I, like, are there courses that yeah. I can go take? Like, is there solo classes? Like, I, I'm, I'm imagining that it's like he wrote The Art of War, but for solos. The Art of Soloing. Okay. Yeah. I think we just came up with a a title, an episode title. The art, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, let's move it a little bit further after winning the award and writing his book. And now to 2021 to 23. Where during the during the fourth corporate war, Militech coaxed Morgan into the fray to lead its Ocean War Special Ops. Although no details were provided of his missions, his funding from Militech allowed him to subcontract a group of highly skilled and motivated freelancers, making them answerable only to him. And now, see, leaning back towards that neutral. Yeah, but he's like still doing it for Militech. He's still, it's still a Militech thing. It's Militech, but not government military. Militech is basically government military. <laughs> uh, 
Militech gathered together a team consisting of the best operatives, including Morgan and Johnny Silverhand. Uh, wait, this wait, is going to be pretty familiar for some people. Uh, the mission was to assault the Arasaka Tower and plant nuclear demolition charges and steal slash destroy the Arasaka secured database. Morgan's role was to lead Strike Team Omega alongside Militech's elite combat Borg units and act as support if Strike Team Alpha, or Johnny's team, and Beta failed in their objectives. So, Borg units. Morgan, during that part of the game that we play, in Cyberpunk 2077, uh, or that segment of the game, Morgan is so it's weird because he's he's supposed to be there sort of but like they still changed certain things to where it was Johnny instead of Morgan but also I know there's like the whole concept of like Johnny putting himself in like the hero's shoes even though he's not the hero mm-hmm. so like that like seeing things from his perspective he could have the wrong perspective because he's making himself look better i think part of that and then also the fact that it's not like johnny and morgan were shoulder to shoulder during this op they were each doing Mm -hmm. their own separate things so to try and like switch the perspective from johnny to morgan without previous i I see why from a game play and development standpoint why they could have left morgan out of this uh and then waiting to bring morgan into it on a at a different at a later date which will hopefully be in a week but we'll see about that Now, after successfully planting the demolition charges, Morgan's squad to begin the evacuation from the Arasaka Tower rooftop, only for Adam Smasher to confront him. While the building begins to shake from the detonation of the nuclear demolition charge, the two launch themselves at each other in a last desperate attempt to kill each other. The outcome of that duel was never known yeah so this is i i spoke too soon because this is what i was alluding to like right before this um but yeah like because we see johnny squaring off with smasher or like sort of i guess maybe like i i guess it kind of makes sense that there may have been like a gap because he was kind of unconscious right so like while the rest of them were trying to get off so um, but we don't like we still don't see Morgan on the roof fighting Adam Smasher. But we do see like we do get like transported in Johnny's perspective to the roof. So like he's the he's there, but just not from Johnny's eyes. We can't see him. Right. Or me I don't know. I might have to go through and play this or watch this cutscene again and just not pay attention to what's happening right in front of you 
and see if we see anybody else in the background. This is, yeah, this is either that, like, or like it's it's like Johnny excluding Morgan, the actual like hero, essentially, mm. from his story. Because he's yeah. he's kind of the type to do. No, he, he's not kind of the type. He is the type to do that. He's strongly the type to do that. So, very much so. All right. How about we take that mid break now and go listen to our sponsors of the show and thank our patrons. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. We don't have any new patrons to read out this week and we don't have any new reviews. I have seen some more Spotify comments come through and I appreciate muy bueno, muy bueno. Thank you. Now, if you do leave us a new review on iTunes, you automatically get 10 IP per J Gray if you're out there playing the Cyberpunk Red or 2020, or any of the other tabletop role-playing games. So, we don't make the rules, but Jay literally does. So go cash them in. And you can also visit fanrolldice.com F-A-N-R-O-L-L-D-I-C-E dot com and code stack with C-P-L-C for the Cyberpunk Lorecast with the secondary code Almighty C ten A L L M I G H T Y C one zero and get twenty percent off of your entire dice purchase. Amazing. Good times. Our number one commenter on Spotify always just leaves a comment of muy bueno. So that's why I brought that up today. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Got anything you want to add to the middle of the show? No. Hi. <laughs> All right, Tosi, let's get back into it and we can move our timeline up to the 2040s. What the hell happened after Arasaka Tower? Well, it's all rumors and speculation. <laughs> Valid. That is, that is what this half of the show will be for the most part. Uh, so Morgan Blackhand's status was unconfirmed after the uh, Arasaka Tower incident. Uh, rumors began to circulate that Blackhand had returned to President Kress to report the failure of the mission and continued work as a secret government asset. Dun, dun, dun. Lean towards a certain thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, between 2035 and 2045, rumors persisted that Morgan Blackhand had been spotted in several first-wave cities, places that needed little reconstruction and resources to rebuild 
after the fourth corporate war. Oh, okay. I think that's a new terminology. First wave city. I like that. Places that needed little reconstruction after the fourth corporate war. Okay. Good to know. Now, the only reference that we, re the biggest reference that we get to Morgan Blackhand in the, in the game 2077 is according to Claire Russell, everybody's favorite bartender, Blackhand's fate remained a mystery by 2077, which is why he did not have a drink named after him at, at the afterlife. However, a news report posted on the World News Services website mentioned a shootout in a Japan town where several Lazarus agents were found dead, with the only survivor of the massacre describing the attacker as, quote, a portly man with a black cyber arm. So, I mean, specifically my thoughts on this is like, one, yeah, he's, he, he's still unknown. Um, and like this man is too big of a legend in cyberpunk to, uh, not bring him back somehow, in my opinion. Um, and two, I don't really give a lot of credence to, uh, the latter part because like, I mean, how many like fan boys out there do you imagine go and get black cyber arms to be like Morgan Black? And I don't like, I don't think anyone attacking, uh, like people and with a with a black cyber arm automatically means black hand because like I mean he's an idol for a lot of people he's like he's he's the solo solo so uh, right you know like every solo is gonna want to be like him and you know get the same things as him I'm sure there's tons of Ripper docs out there as well that are like making fucking bank on dumbasses going out and getting black cyber arms so oh, absolutely i mean we even saw we saw a big guy a big burly dude in the phantom liberty trailer number two with a black cyber arm mm -hmm. you know so anybody can get a black arm but whether or not they are black hand is a different question entirely and i don't see one, I don't see Morgan being the type to get sloppy and having a shootout in Japantown where he kills multiple people for no freaking reason. It doesn't yeah, sound pretty, like, him. like It's pretty amateur work for him, especially with over 100 years of experience at this point, like uh, doing this stuff. He's got to be like refined down to like, I mean, there's a reason why there's only rumors now. This dude is become an expert at remaining a mystery. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So, a fun thing, we did do this with Smasher, too. Um, we do have a, a bit of his 2020 stats uh, that we can kind of look at. Um, and you know, like, they're pretty high, but I wouldn't say they're, like, over the top at all. And granted, this is only 2020, so he's still, he's the best, but he's also still kind of, like, newish. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but these things aren't as fucking ridiculous as Smashers by right. any means. His top being cool definitely fits. And his lowest of being a three in tech. Like, yeah, that's definitely a weakness. Yeah, because he like he's pretty low cyberware, right? Like that's like kind of one of his things. Like I know he's got the arm, but like I'm sure so, he's got other stuff, but like he doesn't look like he's like super cybered out at all. Right. He doesn't he definitely look has like a it. bunch here. <laughs> Uh, for gear, I can read that out really quick. The neural processor, obviously, you need that to do a lot of things. A Sandevistan boost, mm. smart gun and vehicle links, interface plugs, mm-hmm. chipware sockets, nasal filters. Those are all pretty standard. Um, yeah. two cyber optics, one targeting scope, one low light, an infrared, and anti dazzle. Oh, I'm sorry, Turbo. Anti-dazzle, that means that your cool idea of your hair going up in multicolors to cause somebody blindness probably wouldn't work on him. Yeah, I would. That's specifically because I don't know how it works in 2020, but like in red, uh, you can get the anti-dazzle. So like, like flashbangs just have no effect on you. So, yeah. yeah. But like. Like, so we got, you know, the neural processes, all those small, like those are relatively small. Sandevistan is kind of a bigger one, mm-hmm. but like the links, the, the, the processor, the plugs, whatever, that's all like standard stuff. Um, and then he's got the, the cyber optics. So that's decent. And then his big one is right cyber arm, which has uh, rippers, heavy SMG, uh, microwave slash EMP shielding hydraulic rams muscle and bone lace and nanosurgeons yeah so, this big one but you know that's his his trademark is you know his cyber arm so the hydraulic ram like could you imagine getting hit in the fucking face with a hydraulic piston it's like a power fist from fallout yeah, but like even more. <laughs> or the the ballistic fist from New Vegas. That thing's, yeah, that thing's stupid. That thing is absolutely stupid. You could be, you could not be built for uh, strength or unarmed at all, and that thing still does loads of damage for no reason. But yeah, so. <laughs> I could also see it instead of being like, because when I hear hydraulic rams, I think of something that's going to be like fast moving, like a battering ram. And so it's going to have a lot of force and a lot of power very quickly. But Mm -hmm. there's also hydraulic presses, which are a lot slower movement, but can lift and press a hell of a lot more weight. I feel like it's like a hydraulic press. But as like but still the same level of fast as the other oh that 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 Uh, makes it even scarier yeah but like everyone's got like cyberware like implants and stuff so like your face is more uh i guess resilient than just like you know if he came up to you used what that thing on one of us like yeah we're we're screwed but like He's not going after 
like full Gannicks, why would he have any reason to do that? They're not the problem. Well, oh no, that Vegas showgirl got taken out by the CIA a couple weeks ago, so apparently they will go for people like that. Hey, there's nothing to say that that showgirl was full Gannick, though. We don't know. I know, we don't know nothing about it. But a girl can yeah. still speculate. <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah, no, he's 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 got he's still got some pretty decent stats, but he actually still has like a decent level of empathy. Because mm-hmm. he's got because I think on these stats right here, these ones because there's like two stat blocks kind of um, as far as like his actual primary stats, um, and like the first one is kind of incomplete, like it doesn't list like uh like some of his like numbers or whatever. This one is a more complete one from Firestorm Stormfront. I'm assuming that's a specific book for 2020. Um, that sounds right. And it seems like there's progression for some of his things because most of his stats stay static, but like his reflexes look like they start at 10 and then go to 13, which goddamn, his body starts at 10, goes to 12, um, and then his empathy starts at 8 and goes to 5. Oh, or maybe it could also be that those are something that when he has, like, maybe that's his Sam Devastan. If you're actively using it, your stats change or something. Maybe. maybe. Or one of the, we'll have to look and see what this book is unless you'll know about it um, specifically. This might, I wonder if this is like maybe like a prequely kind of thing. Like, Blackhand mm. before he got like his the cyber arm or something. Who knows? <clears throat> okay, I could see that. Because this would accommodate for like the like adding the cyber hand with all of like the attachments. Because like his reflexes would probably go up, uh, <clears throat> his strength, his body would definitely go up, and then his empathy would definitely go down. Right. So. And Firestorm Firestorm definitely sounds like that could be a battle site name or an operation name, Operation Firestorm. So I'll have to double check and see what that is. But yeah, no, like it's it's still up there, but like he wasn't we aren't looking at like Smasher's level of fucking ridiculousness. But we know a lot of that comes from his like scooped out his uh, body. Yeah, know, his org wear and stuff like that. You know, the Diani. Like, yeah. Yeah. All of it's from like the cyberware. Um but no, I just and I also just thought it was interesting that he still has like a really high level of empathy for a like what you would expect from the top solo like that's that's kind of crazy so i mean yeah that's why he's good at his job and why he doesn't you know a lot of the fact that he doesn't kill people that often I think has a lot to do with it because I remember when we did our cyber psychosis episode, when you kill somebody using your cyberware, using your tech, using your hacking, anything like that, it lowers your natural empathy. You're losing your humanity by murdering people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Morgan doesn't, he's able to retain it also explains kind of why smasher hates him because it's like you beat me and yet you are weaker than me no not really but uh yeah and then for like skills and stuff um 
pretty much all of his like combat stuff is like at plus nine or plus ten. His scouting and stealth abilities are all basically a plus nine. Um, he he's he's got a lot of stats like the very high level oh. when it comes to the combat side of things. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but his education is only a plus three. Morgan, please go read I book, mean, honey. I mean, he grew up in what the seventies, sixties, seventies. 80s and then immediately joined the military uh well i don't know if we he immediately did but i'm under the impression that he immediately joined the military probably coming out of high school and so yeah not a whole lot level of education there but it's fine he's got an intelligence of nine you know he's still pretty smart dude yeah i think that's more street smarts and on the job experience smarts not yeah he's not He's not a really educated person, but, you know, he knows how to fix planes from the looks of it. Uh, He knows how to, he knows about demolitions and stuff. So, you know, he's got plus seven tactics. He's got street smarts, you know. He's a combat smart character. Maybe not a book smart, but it's fine. Who really needs to be in Cyberpunk? (laughs) Yeah, that's also valid. Yeah, yeah. Your solo doesn't need to be well read on Shakespeare. Yeah. Also, it's like I'm looking at his equipment. An SP24 vest. I don't know the SP values and how they differ in 2020, but like the standard light armor jack in red is SP11. Yeah. So that's just scary to me. Like I don't, I don't think I can like. In, like, I couldn't crack that, like, for the most part, like, it, with my red characters, like, my Corpo could not touch that at all. The most she can do is 24 damage, and that's rolling four sixes on a D6. So, like, damn. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I I'd have to go digging through the books again uh to see what it what it was like but i mean if you've got a plus 9 in heavy weapons plus your roll i mean that's a 19 off the bat like going max that would be a 19 off the bat and then whatever ammo you're using plus the gun damage itself maybe maybe he would be able to shoot himself well, I'm just like, is so is in 2020, is it like, does the SP like your target to hit? I think so. Because like in red, the SP blocks damage. So like you have to like exceed the SP in order to do damage to them. So. Yeah. I could yeah. be completely wrong, but I thought SP was related to like AC in D and D. Like you have to hit the you have to hit twenty four. I don't remember. Twenty twenty of my that's why I was like I'm not the twenty twenty person here. Could tell you about red. Can't tell you about twenty twenty. And I haven't played twenty twenty since probably two thousand five. So it's been a minute. Right. Fair enough. But you know. 
it's it's pretty much you know the highlights of his he's he's established stat block so um and that's about it for the solo solo yes the art of the solo not han solo so Morgan definitely is intriguing, and I would love to learn more about him. Maybe we'll get an update in red because we, I mean, in the time of the red is, you know, that 2040s range, and it's possible that maybe he hooks up with somebody in Danger Cow and we get a little blurb, or maybe there's somebody that we can see it being played out with, or maybe we'll get another core rule book where we get new additions and new stories. I would love new stories. But what I really think is that we are going to get more information about Black Hand in Phantom Liberty. And we get to find out more about Phantom Liberty next week at the Summer Games Fest. Yes, which we are both very excited for, because we're supposed to get some gameplay. Yeah, like legit, actual in-game gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm hoping for another trailer. Another trailer would be absolutely amazing. I mean, they wouldn't—they wouldn't do that, right? They wouldn't give us just gameplay. We gotta get another trailer, yeah. Hopefully. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to play too many cards. Okay. Just like we did at the last awards show where we got a Phantom Liberty trailer, uh, we will record our reaction and then we'll sit through and rewatch all the little bits and pieces that we can to try and discuss anything that we see, speculations that we have, things that jump out at us. I'm just excited and I want it to be next week for like a bunch of different reasons. Damn, it's already been five months since that trailer. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, okay. So if it's been, when did the first trailer come out? I guess earlier in 2022. This would have been five months ago, it would have been about January. So that sounds about right for the second mm-hmm. one. So it's been a minute. So I wonder if some of the very unconfirmed rumors are true that we might be getting the the actual drop of the expansion. Yeah, so it seems like there's a lot of like speculation and stuff online because, you know, these these people have their sources in places. Um and we've seen that happen with some games before, like in the past, where they like announce it or do like a showcase at an event. And then it's like, you know, bam, you'll be able to download this game at midnight or the next day or the weekend or something. Um, and people are even speculating that that could it could, in fact, like shadow drop on the 8th, mm-hmm. um, which I assume would be after. Personally, I doubt it. It'd be great. It it fuck yes. up our whole episode, but you know, it it would be great. Um, but yeah, yeah can... personally, probably not. But it does seem like at least like for the most part that we'll at least get it by July. 
at the latest. Well, if they hit us bad. with a release date, I will be happy. If they hit us I'm, with a release date I, next week. I think we'll get a release date next week. I feel like we'll get a release date at least. Because it, I mean, it's been talking about coming out in the summer of 2023 for a while. So I mm. feel like we got to get the release date at least. Yeah. Um, and I'm sooner the better, honestly. I'm excited to play this. Means that I'm gonna have I'm to put Tears of the Kingdom away for a while. <laughs> yes. But you know, time will tell. We have a week until this stuff and we get to see what happens. Uh I get to see our our gameplay footage at least. So we'll get to get a good or at least hopefully a decent look at Dogtown, which is what I found out is the name of the location that we're getting. A part of Pacifica called Dogtown. Mm. Um that's where this will take place. Hopefully, maybe we'll get to see, uh, even with the gameplay, like at least, because uh, as for Morgan, like if they're gonna, if if our theory is correct and Solomon Reed is Morgan Blackhand, we're not gonna find out till the actual like us like when we get the expansion uh, and are playing through it, and that's gonna be a big reveal, right? But, right. you know, maybe we'll get to see other factions that we're going to get involved, whether they're they're new or old established ones. Uh, we obviously know Noose is going to be a part, but like the other like any of the gangs that get involved or, you know, the corporation that is behind all of this. We know Militech's a sponsor. You know, big part of it with Noosa, but who's the one that instigated it? Who's the one that shot down the plane, right? Right. The sponsor, yeah. Um, you know. I also wonder, do we know the name of the president, or is she just Madam President in all of this? We do know the name. Uh, I, give me a sec. I, I have to... Rosalind Myers. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. She used to be let's see. In the game universe, president of Noosa is Rosalind Myers. Various pieces of background info reveal that the character used to be the CEO of Militech. So Oh. Yes. That just so, lays more credence into that being Morgan. Yeah, and it was so uh, she took over after uh, it was in the late 2060s when Myers would succeed Elizabeth Cress. And rumors in, in the time of the Red are that uh, Black Hands was working for or with Cress, President Cress, mm -hmm. directly. So, um, And then former yeah. CEO of fucking Militech becomes the next president? Mm -hmm. yeah i yeah my conspiracy brain is going to absolutely explode if this is not morgan if this is just some rando that they put in the game it's got to be connected somehow and uh and of course we know like getting the fia which we still don't know what that stands for um it's like a new government agency uh -huh. assumption like you know what the fbi 
was before the FIA is now is my like kind of my thought of it. Um, or it could be even down to the, the Secret Service, maybe. But it seemed more FBI vibes to me. Um, but yeah, and all we know is that Solomon Reed worked for the FIA. That's all they told us. So maybe we'll get more about that. Maybe you know, maybe we'll at least get a what the anagram means, uh, at least like what FIA stands for. That would be nice. But we'll see. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I am so excited for next week to get here. Oh. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. But unfortunately, we do have a whole nother week to wait. Well, not when this episode comes out, though. So our episode's released on Sunday. So it will be even closer by the time that you, our listener, is listening to this. But you, our listener, will still have to wait a week. <laughs> hear about it. You'll get to see the trailer on time. But you have to wait a, a week for us to talk about it. Well, fuck Which... it. If I get through editing fast enough, I will release our episode as soon as I am done editing. So it could come out Friday morning. It could come out Saturday afternoon. Fair enough. Alright. <laughs> right. Do you have anything else to add, Jen? Um... The artwork for Morgan in 2020 does not picture him as a portly man. He's a very spelt and attractive man. He's like so, buff Elvis. No, that's Smasher. No, that's what he looks like. No, I know, I know. Yeah, Smasher had the thing, but like. The artwork for like he's got like Elvis hair. Mm, okay, he does have Elvis. Hair. That's because everybody's hair back then was like that. Fair enough. I mean, fair enough. But it's just like I look at him and I think Elvis. Yeah. But my thought was like if if Elvis was on Baywatch, that's the vibe I get from that artwork. So, uh. Hasselhoff? You think he looks like Hasselhoff? Not you're making the question, but like I'm gonna look at the Morgan Black hand art. Yes. Like if Hasselhoff had like stubble. Hasselhoff. Let me see this. Let me see. Look at Hasselhoff in his Baywatch days. How are you going to fucking question? They look the same. Jin? It's like the same person. I know. That's why I made you Google him. Okay. But Hasselhoff does not look like Elvis. Well, the hair is very like, I don't know. The hair was just very Elvis. But like, they do have it kind of like more done up in like the the fucking I can't remember the fashion like name style that would be accurate the here. Pompadour. <clears throat> well, I'm talking cyberpunk fashion. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's fine. yeah, no, he does look actually just exactly like Hasselhoff. So, all right. I have to ask Jay Gray about that. Morgan Hasselhoff. 
I want to know if Morgan Blackhand was partially influenced by David Hasselhoff. Maybe that's his original name because I don't think Blackhand was his last name before he got his black cyber arm. Just like Johnny had a real last name. It's not Silverhand. You can find out when 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 Morgan Blackhand was first in. Well, because Baywatch. Well, is how old is David Hasselhoff? Yeah, that, that could fit. That could fit. <laughs> David Hasselhoff is Morgan Blackhand. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of the time frame. Like Baywatch <laughs> apparently aired in 1989, so Hasselhoff would have been existing looking like that for about the time that Morgan Blackhand would have been written. So maybe. Yeah, okay. All right. Yep. Dear Jay Gray, let's add to the list of questions we have for Jay Gray. Um by the way, Jay, we know you listen. You haven't answered any of our questions yet. Which is fine if you're saving them for when you next come on. That's fine. Like, if you just, like, if you have a list of them and you're just, like, ready to answer all of them, I'm cool with that. But if not, I thought we were buds. What was the question from two weeks ago? I thought we had a rapport. (laughs) Oh. Ah, okay. All right. I think we should wrap it up here for the night. Go on. Because you and I. Like that. Dear God. He was born in 1952. He's old. Hasselhoff? Oh, yeah. 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 No, he's old. I don't know, I don't know when old people were born. <laughs> uh, Hasselhoff was even before my time. Like Hasselhoff would have been 45 when I was born. So definitely. Damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's old. But I still know who he is because he's the fucking Hoff, man. So no, no, I'm 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 aware as well. I know who he is. He was in SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Yes, <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie was probably my first introduction to David Hasselhoff. Uh, mine definitely was Baywatch reruns. I am fully. I will cop up to that one for sure because. Damn, Carmen Electra in that little red bathing suit. Pamela Anderson. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to end this fucking episode. We do. (laughs) I have no way to flip it from the little red bathing suit to cyberpunk lore, but uh, here we go. Record scratch. Hold up. Wait a minute. Sorry. It's Jen, here to add something a little bit in the post-production. Because, of course, CDPR decides to release some news the day after we record. So, I was on Twitter, and we got news from the Cyberpunk 2077 official channel. Now, it says, wake up, chooms! In June, we'll reveal some hot info about hashtag Phantom Liberty. To ensure your enthusiasm doesn't fizzle out, we'll be inviting you to a Phantom Tour, a series of events around the world dedicated to showing the expansion to our community. 
more deets coming soon and then a little infographic saying phantom liberty tour hitting warsaw poland cologne germany tokyo japan beijing china seoul south korea paris france sao paulo brazil and london in the united kingdom all coming in 2023 so now this kind of makes it sound like we're not gonna get phantom liberty at the summer games fest but we should also be getting our version of what they'll be showing out on this tour so had to throw that in there before i put us back in for our outro thanks for listening jooms stay safe in night city Follow us on Twitter at CyberpunkLore and on Patreon.com slash CyberpunkLoreCast. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can listen to the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. We do a deep, a character deep dive very similar to this episode each and every week, but bring in the romantic aspects of it as well. You have shows, Toasty. What do you like to talk about? Uh, well, I like to talk about The Witcher on the Witcher lore cast. Um, if that uh, universe is of interest at all, I just had my 100th episode, apparently. So, that's Yay! fucking wild. <laughs> Explosions, fireworks, celebrations. Um... And I also do the uh, Cyberpunk Red live play podcast, Cyberpunked, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, with the Fumbling for an Almighty Crit Gang, uh, if you're interested in that. so. And you've been on that one for over 20 episodes. That I can yep. think. Yeah. I was like one of their first fans. I heard they were doing it, and I was over here like, when the fuck is this shit releasing? I was like in their chat with it, so... Yeah, but... Yeah, so... I, too, am eager, eagerly awaiting the next... I eagerly it, await the release day? on Wednesday, June 7th. It's Dang, time. it's time already. That's crazy. I know, it's my birthday. Wednesday, June 7th. You guys are dropping a cyberpunk episode on my birthday. It's the bestest gift. Well, one of them. I've gotten some pretty cool gifts this year so far. And more and more will come after that, because the day after my birthday is Summer Game Fest, and we get to see more Phantom Liberty! <gasps> okay. Before we tangent again, uh, we will thank Miracle of Sound, who provides some music for each and every episode that we do, and it is the Neon Red Instrumental Remix. Big hearts, major love to Miracle of Sound. Thank you, Gav. You're amazing. All right. Until next week, remember. Stay safe in Night City. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda. From Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. 
You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.